Thank you for joining us on the Underdog Podcast, the place where we believe at one point in your life, you were an underdog and overcame adversity. And for that reason, we want to hear your story. I am your boy, Calvin Blackman. And I am Kyle Decker. This episode is powered by the Job Center Staffing. Today, we want to welcome Erica Lugo, who is a nationally recognized fitness coach and personal trainer. When she started her journey, she weighed 322 pounds and lost over 150 pounds. A buck 50? Dang. Yeah, Calvin, you heard that right. Erica is also a proud owner of Erica Fit Love Studio in Dayton, Ohio. 937. And has been featured on the Today Show, Rachel Ray, and Fitness Magazine. She has thousands of social media followers who she inspires daily. And her journey doesn't even end there. What else you got? Most recently, she was diagnosed with cancer after being in a near-death accident in October of 2018, which she calls a blessing. Welcome to the show, Erica. I feel like there needs to be a dog bark at the end of that. Like the underdog. Roo, roo, roo. Do We're it. All... Do it. Roo, roo, roo. <laughs> she's a Cleveland Browns fan. No. She's, look, she's being not. nice off the bat. Anyways. Yeah, so, I'm trying. Awesome. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, well, let's jump right in. Let's go for it. I think number one, we need to say uh, I'm happy that you are from the greatest city, in my opinion, on earth. Uh, where you're hearing the greatest city on earth, Dayton, Ohio. Oh, okay. So. I'm like, where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, let's let's. Uh, I, I know we want to talk a lot about your story. Sure. Um, and you know, talk to us a little bit about you know early on in your childhood. Um, I know you have mentioned just kind of in you know research and whatnot things that I've read that. How much research did you do? Quite a bit. Okay. Quite a bit. We're gonna find out. How far back did you scroll? Google two pages. Oh, Google two pages. So. That's it. Okay. That's a lot. That's, of, that's a, you're you have a lot. You have a lot of content. I do have a lot of content. She's yeah. she's a superstar. She is. I told you this only in my own head. That's but that's what this <laughs> is about though. That's what this is about. Yeah. Before we get to the real story, who inspired her? We got to learn before the real the real person inspired her life. So well, let's, yeah, get on with it, Mr. Blackman. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Um, so, what was your childhood like? I know um, you did mention you struggled with, mm-hmm. um, you know, food and 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 whatnot. Um, you know, talk to us a little bit about your childhood and who Erica was. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't. You know, looking back at my journey, everyone goes, "What's the biggest difference?" And you know, back then when I struggled with my weight, I didn't realize I struggled with my weight because it was a normal thing. If that makes sense. Like I come from a huge Mexican family. We eat, we drink, and we eat some more. That's just what we do. Um, My mom was a single, hardworking mom. She had three girls. Um, I remember being picked up by the babysitter on third shift while my mom was at the grocery store, you know, packing up the shelves um, while she was making her career in the mortgage industry. And for her, quick and easy food was the easiest thing, like hamburger helper and little Debbie's, like whatever could get us fed is what she needed to do. And we had no guidelines. Like she herself didn't have time to cook healthy and eat healthy and exercise. So it was quick and easy for her too. So I grew up with just, you know, if my mom listens, she knows this, but I grew up with shitty food, you know, and um, she didn't have the money at the time when we were growing up to treat us to what we treat our kids to now, like vacations and fancy toys. It was, hey, you know, congratulations on your ace. Here's an ice cream cone. So at an early age, I started feeding my emotions with food, and it just carried over until college into my adulthood. 
Wow. And do you think that, you know, because nowadays that, as you mentioned, that is something that we see where Mm -hmm. people are a lot more self-conscious of that. Yeah. Big time. Um, You know, when you look back on that, was that wasn't was that something that you ever were? I guess when did you ever think like this is not normal or not until I started you know, even now I still struggle with that. I mean, I think once you grow up with those habits, it's something that sticks with you for life. And I still struggle with it every day. Um, I mean, every day I wake up, it's a choice to eat better and work out and drink my water and just have better behavior and habits. Um, so it's still a struggle. Like, like Kyle was just saying, he likes to eat his emotions sometimes too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we all do. Um, but I, not until I really started getting educated and into the fitness world, did I realize it was not a, a normal way to live. So I would say up until, you know, my mid twenties, I didn't realize it wasn't normal to not do that. Now, this is something we didn't, I don't think me and you have ever touched upon. Were you like, when you're growing up, mm-hmm. were you like picked on at all? Like as far no, as? Like I come from a really small school and you know, I'm not, I don't have one of those sad stories of, oh, people called me fat and you know, I got made fun of. I felt more uncomfortable in my own skin than I ever did, than anyone else made me feel, if that makes sense. Um, You know, as a freshman in high school, I wore a size 18, which is, you guys are guys, you don't know the sizes too well, but you know, her over there, she probably understands a size 18. That's huge for a freshman in high school. Um, So I was always aware that I was getting bigger the older that I got, but I never got picked on. I think it was just more so like I could feel different based off my weight. Did you have any like emotional breakdowns? Like, I mean, I had just had one yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have them monthly. (laughs) They're probably for different reasons now. I'm assuming. Yeah, for sure. Um, No, not based off my weight. I mean, again, until I started losing weight, which is like right before I started. I think when I was working with you, I decided to start losing weight. Um, then the emotional breakdowns come because losing weight's hard and you have to, and it's not just exercising and eating better. It literally is a mental and emotional battle. I mean, people are emotionally attached to food and habits and that's when the breakdown started to happen. Gotcha. And let's go. I, I think, you know, obviously you've been vocal about it, whether it's in our conversations or the point, like where you hit rock bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just go back to that point. And I believe it was when you were on your couch yep. and Connor was uh, her, your son. He was like two, two and a half right? or three. <clears throat> and, and that was like rock bottom. Kind of yeah. take us back to that point. That so, really- um, you know, and as cliche as it may sound, like I do believe that everyone has to have that light bulb moment. And Connor did not ask to be brought into this world. I decided to bring him here. And when he was sitting on the floor and looked up at me and said, will you play with me? And I told him no. And I was like, holy shit. I just told my kid no, because it's not because I didn't want to play with him. It's because I didn't want to get up off the couch. And I was like, well, then I'm going to have to like clean up and like energy getting up and down. Then I'm too tired because I've, you know, obviously I'm overweight. And I was like, I'm too tired. I don't have an energy to act like I'm interested in playing with him. And that something just hit me right then and there. And I'm like, gosh, like he's two and a half. Like what kind of life is going to have if I'm telling him no now and I can't keep up with him now. And that is just what sparked it for me. Going back to that day, mm-hmm. you know, when that, when you had that moment, did you perceive, did you proceed to, I mean, how did that truly, like you talk about how it affected you, did you actually, you know, get up and start playing with him or was it just kind of, cause. No, like it wasn't like a, oh, okay, I'm going to switch right now. Right. I got up and I made a healthy dinner. No, I'm pretty sure I still ate like two large pizzas that night, but 
it sparked an interest in what I could do. So um, that week or within that month, I know a local gym was opening up here and it was like two minutes away from my apartment at the time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. It's $9.99 a month. How do I say no to that? Um, And then when I went there, I signed up and they still weren't open up at that location. They said, you can be a member here, um, but we're not going to open up for a couple months. So you have to drive to our other location, which is 30 minutes away. And I was so determined. I was like, fine, whatever. And I made sure I drove 30 minutes to a gym every single day. So it just, it was the baby steps that, that progressed after that night. Now, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, because now if I correct me if I'm wrong, but you started going, were you going early in the morning? Yes, I was because I was still married at the time. So it was easier for, for me um, to wake up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning and get a workout in before the baby woke up or my ex-husband woke up and head to the job center. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I was working out. Her favorite job and her favorite manager of all time, by the way. Let's just throw that in there, right? I rank on number Hashtag. one. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, I, I mean, I was... I was ready at that point that I was willing to get up at 4.30 in the morning and just go walk on a treadmill and just do do something, anything. You talk a lot about mindset and mm-hmm. everyone struggles with mm-hmm. getting up in the morning yeah. uh, and whether you're going to go work out or going right. to a job that you love or hate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Connor obviously had a lot to do with that, but right. talk to us a little bit about that mindset. I know you mentioned that term a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and even once you get going with that, you know, in a week, two weeks, it was to take 22 days or something like that to create a habit. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you fight through that? Because I know there had to be those mornings you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's tomorrow already. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously it was the rock bottom moment that sparked it for me. But, you know, as cliche and silly as this may sound, fitness, something came to me when I was working out at Planet Fitness, just like maybe my first week or two. And I saw an old lady that couldn't do anything. Like she was limping around. She had a cane. She wasn't very active. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be me. And I've learned over the years that fitness is not a chore. It's an opportunity and it's a blessing to have because there's so many people out there who can't even move their bodies and don't have the opportunity to do that. And I kind of developed that mentality like I'm I'm blessed with the fact that I can get up at 4:30 in the morning and move my body. So, and then just results start speaking for themselves and you catch that that high and and you feel better and you know, I tell all my clients, don't say I'm going to go work out for an hour. If it's so hard, say I'm just going to go move for 5 minutes. And that's all it takes for those endorphins to start kicking in and they're like, "All right, let's go." And their whole mood changes. So, it's just it's just knowing you have to get past that wall. The hardest workout is walking through the gym door. It's not the actual workout. It's right. walking through that door. No, that's so true. And I got to get better at it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, speaking to me right now. No, I'm like, speaking to me. you know, it's You're funny. speaking to a lot of people. The yeah. world has changed, you know, which is fantastic. I think, you know, I obviously saw the beginning of her journey, yeah. which was which is really unique for me to watch you. Obviously mm-hmm. very proud um, through the years. But uh, to see, you know, that point i rem- you know i was with you when you were you know 300 plus pounds yeah. right mm-hmm. so i remember but i knew obviously i'm sure a lot of people which is kind of unique um like what what is was erica like when she was there because obviously they see now right yeah. and she but I she was I always never think of that like she was what always was erica like before that right Do people and, really ask that well <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i don't think so <laughs> I think, yeah i mean I, I think i would think you're you're um like the 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 folks that you've worked with or you know the network which is you know tremendous that you have i would imagine they would probably say hey what was she like but you were just so if anyone's listening um <laughs> 
you were always I could t- I, I you always had in my opinion not because I I think I hired you and I enjoyed working yeah, see, with you. He's always got to take credit, right? <laughs> yeah, he's always got to give him that extra push. He's like, quarterback. That's yeah, what, I know. That's, that's what makes us special, right? Yeah, that's a special gene. <laughs> Sorry, that's a special gene. That is. That, that, I can't get my head <laughs> genetically <laughs> born with this. <laughs> hey, I was about to give you a compliment. I know. So. Go for it. Sorry. Go for it. I, I was apologize. going to say before I was kindly interrupted. <laughs> the angels were singing. It was just really hard to. Open. <laughs> <laughs> that I could tell you were going to do something special once you started the journey, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I knew once you were leaving, like you just were always competitive. And I knew once you had your mind set on something, you could do it. So not that that matters to you anymore. We're going to timestamp this. I Kyle knew Decker that she could do it. And I would tell the people that, because everyone wants to know, I'm sure, right? You get a lot of criticism or people that want to hate on you. Like All oh, the time. There's blogs so made to hate me. And, oh, there really is? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had talked about that, him and I kind of, I think that was something we wanted to kind of, I yeah. definitely were interested about because shortly after you started working out, you mm-hmm. decided to create an Instagram, correct? Correct, yes. And wanted to post your story, which you then for started getting followers, yes. people were seeing your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. I'll start. Yes. Yeah. So I was sitting with my ex-husband's cousin at the time, who was like 12 and we're sitting on the couch. We all got together on football Sundays and just watch football. And she's going through this app and I'm like, what is this? Like she posted a selfie. I'm like, you're 12. And she's like, well, it's Instagram. That's what people do. And I'm like, what's Instagram? And I'm like, what the hell? Like you're 12 and have 1200 followers. Like, I don't even know 10 people. And she's like, well, this is what you do. And I said, well, okay. And I said, well, look up, you know, workouts. Cause I just started getting into it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. And I said, well, maybe I'll start one. So my first Instagram handle was actually my first and my last name. But then when people started following me, I was like, I don't really want them to know my first and last name. And I think it was Erica Lugo 86 in the year I was born. So I decided to change it. And I remember what really kicked it off one night or one day was I woke up and one page and, and when I got into Instagram, Instagram was just now starting to get traction. And if you had a story at the time I came in, that was the time because you could be an influencer. Like what no one was an influencer when I got on Instagram, but it was at that time where it was starting to peak and become a thing. So people saw my story and one page who had like 1.2 million followers found my photo and shared it. And it was like, whoosh. And it just took off from there. Um, and then just more and more people started following me. And then it just became a thing where it was like, oh, okay, well, maybe my ultimate goal is to get 15,000 followers. And now I'm almost at half a million. I never would have thought that. But it it comes with... You know how many followers I have? How many? 500. Get it. Get it. 500,000. 500. <laughs> missing but a you couple know what? Zeros. It comes with like a huge yeah. price tag. Like people... You know, a lot of people now, millennials especially, they want to become a social media influencer. Everyone wants to become an Instagrammer. Everyone wants to become an online entrepreneur, but they don't realize it comes with a lot of good. You know, like I got to be on the cover of Women's Health Magazine. Like I got to be sponsored by Propel and and meet all these amazing people and have all these amazing opportunities, but it also comes with a lot of shit and a lot of darkness. I hate to use that word, but it's true. And it's it actually can get really lonely because people start wanting to be your friends for different reasons. And people start chatting to you for different reasons. Oh, she's making money now. Oh, she's got companies looking at her now. Um, And people start acting different. And then everyone has an opinion online. And that used to hit me really hard. There are gossip websites out there made to literally hate 
social media influencers. And I think my page probably has like 900 pages right now about people talking shit about me. And it used to hurt my feelings. I used to go look at it and I haven't for years. Um, But I've just learned you could walk on water and people will say it's because you can't swim. You just, you can't make anyone happy all the time. You had posted, actually, I was telling about this. That's why it kind of, we were talking Mm -hmm. on the way back yesterday was, um, which I loved, you posted some message about, you know, sometimes you need to be selfish and this and yeah. that. And then some and guy- And some person was like, I hope back. everyone turns on you and hope everyone's yeah. selfish on you. And I'm like, ugh, hey, here if we De- go if, if, if Decker KP <laughs> jumps in, I'm gonna be, uh, uh, well, you just need Did to have like an in? army. No, oh, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to see how today went. Yeah. How much hate you would have. And before I'm gonna go protect, no, who's learned- this 500 follower trying to protect Erica Luga? You know, and well, I did, just, yeah. yeah, and I've learned, you know, again- everyone can have an opinion online and it, it it took me a really really long time to be okay with with not being okay with what people have to think about me and i am not a donut i'm not going to please everyone do you know what i mean so it's just i've i've lived with it but it is it does get really hard sometimes sometimes i'm like i i just want to shut everything down because my life is online it's not just posts it's instagram stories it's youtube it's blogs it's magazines it's tv i my life is open and i've I've allowed that to happen. So I just had to learn to live with it. But now let's go back for mm-hmm. a second because you've gotten to this point, but I just think about even myself, like I have, a, I, I could never post a selfie mm-hmm. of myself with my shirt off on yeah. social media. Mm-hmm. And not that you even started Instagram to, you didn't know what was, what was going right. to happen. It just so evolved. how did you get past that mindset of, you know, wow, being comfortable enough to post and mm-hmm. then, was it probably your results or, you know? No, I think what, you know, for every one person that really, truly despises me because they really, truly despise me, there's hundreds more that use my account for motivation and inspiration. And I've gotten thousands of emails and direct messages from people literally spilling their lives out to me saying, you know, some selfie that I post with a, with my stretch marks because I've lost so much weight, some woman goes, oh my God, like I never thought that was beautiful on me. And then I see it on you. And I, my first thought was you're gorgeous. And I didn't even see that, you know, um, or single moms come to me and go, oh my gosh, you inspire me that you can be a single mom and, and do what you do. Or, you know, it's just, it's, it comes with a lot of good too. And that's what keeps me going. Speaking of single mom, mm-hmm. you know, I think something I struggle with and, and I wanted to ask you this question mm-hmm. is now that you're a business owner, yeah. you know, obviously uh, working out, taking care of Connor, traveling that you're doing now like how do you what's your like what how do you uh, organize like time management how do you how are you managing your time um it's called survival mode sometimes <laughs> <laughs> um no but i've learned um that work will always be there and i think that's what's wrong with our generation like don't get me wrong i love gary v gary v I, I know i'm one of your influencers so don't hate me but he's a very grind 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 how many times do you look at his instagram and see pictures of his kids never right how many times do you see pictures of his wife? Never. Um, and then you can just see him, right? He's just, you can see him getting tired every single day. And I love what he's doing. And I think that's great. But we're in a generation right now where everyone bases your success based off how busy you are and how packed your calendar is. And if that's what you want your success to be defined by, go chase it. But that's not what my success is defined by. So I've had to learn that work is always going to be there. People are always going to want and need me. I need to take care of myself for because I cannot 
pour in someone else's bucket from an empty bucket. So I, I do take time away. And I, if you notice, like you'll notice trends on my social media, Saturday and Sunday, I barely post anything. I treat it like a nine to five job. And I know as entrepreneurs are like, oh, does she just say nine to five? You know, <laughs> right? she's not grinding at 2 a.m. all the time. <laughs> um, he's shaking his head because he knows. Like he probably I, I struggle with it. Yeah. I, and, no, I, I, and there are nights and there are times where I'm like, yes, I need to grind this out and I need to be up until two in the morning or yes, I need to skip soccer practice or I can't do the PTO and I can't be the classroom mom. I do struggle with that a lot because I do miss out on a lot of those things, but it's a balance of what are you willing to give and what are you willing to take? That's great. Like this is like this is all medicine for me. One, well, <laughs> I need to get I mean, better shape, learned, therapeutic, and, and get through my, my adverse points. But I've learned, management. you know, like I have a friend right now who is really just gaining a lot of traction on social media. Um, he is a hairstylist here in Dayton, and he's flying to LA every other week. You know, he's in Canada. He's got all these huge companies, and he's like talking to me about this advice. And he's like, "It's nice to have another social media influencer understand how busy it makes you." And I said, "One piece of advice I will give you is slow." down because you are going to burn out. And I hate to say this, but there is always going to be someone younger, cooler, better story, better hustle than you. Enjoy your time now, work hard now, but also know that it's not going to be here forever. The people in your life are going to be there forever. Not your following, not that these companies offering me $1,500 for a bike, right? Right. That's what I've had to learn. I guess kind of shifting gears now for that. So for that person who's listening, mm -hmm. who's trying to get started. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I saw, you know, one of your things that you had was your fitness philosophy is smart, small and confronting your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. um, you know, can you explain a little bit about smart, small and then confronting your weaknesses? Is it the start small? Is it start? Is it start smart, small? small? It's probably start small. <laughs> start small. Little typo. Hey, hey. She just doesn't hate on me. She's she's equally she's hating. Equal, now, so. She's an equal hater. And he doesn't equal know opportunity equal opportunity. Right. So now we figured out you have a hard time spelling at times or saying, and your <laughs> geography is right very here. rough. Here You'll we see go. Throughout, if you actually do listen to our podcast, which hopefully at least listen to your own, yeah. but if you listen to other ones, you'll find out geography is not his strength. That's okay. Like who we got. I know how to get waves. to Dayton. <laughs> we got waves. I'm good. Uber drivers. You know how to get to 75 North and get to Dayton. That's good. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all I need. That's all you need. That's all I need. I get lost going to grocery store so don't worry about it <laughs> don't worry um, about it but what is so can you talk a little bit about start small and then yeah. confronting your weakness and with that um i would also be kind of curious as you talk about uh, confronting your weakness mm -hmm. with food yes what are some of those foods that are good for you mm -hmm. but you struggle with as well yeah well starting small the biggest thing again we're just in a generation and i i love my generation but i hate us too because we're just awful um but we're in a generation where we all want we want it all now and there's so many diets out there and weight loss plans and exercise plans and food plans that everyone's like all right let me read this magazine and get every bit of information now and just go by this versus learning to go learning as they go right um you know when i did eight week programs online, everyone engulfed all that information. I mean, I spent months on this program and I love that they wanted to eat it up. But what I didn't love is that they read it like a Bible and they didn't want to experience it. So I told them like if a holiday was going on during an eight week challenge, they're like, nope, you wrote this Bible and I need to stick to it. And I said, you know what? It's a holiday, not a hollow week. And how are you ever going to learn to eat through a holiday or enjoy a holiday when you're on maintenance, when you won't even give yourself that chance to learn why you're losing weight. Like everyone will never learn these habits losing weight and then they get to maintenance, they're like, oh shit. 
because, you know, they didn't practice. Right. They just went by the Bible and they never gave themselves flexibility, lifestyle habits, whatever. Um, so start small, like baby steps will still get you to that destination. People want to sprint and then they burn out and that's the problem. So that's my biggest piece of advice. And then um, confront your weaknesses. How are you ever going to get better if you don't realize that you need to get better, right? Like if you just think you're great at everything, you're not going to go to people for help and you're not going to ask for help. Like when I first started, I was not embarrassed to go up to someone and be like, hey, I noticed you doing that workout. Like, what is that? You know, and that's why I love going up to people who I like notice will spot me in the gym and they're like checking me out. I'm like, hey, do you want to try this with me? Or I'll just like start a conversation with them or um, and just and just try to educate people and and know that you weakness is not a bad thing. It's just an opportunity for growth. Like I stop looking at all my bad stuff as something as bad as versus something I can work on to get better. Right. Like I was given these weaknesses to learn how to better myself. So versus push them away and hide them on a rug, I, I confront them. Can I ask a question? Because you touched on this a little bit and mm-hmm. actually. uh this little nugget, I kind of, I learned it a little bit from Vince, yeah. um, not Vince Vaughn. Don't tell him that. I won't tell him that. We know what that'll do. Um, tell but, him the real way. Hold on. Before we're talking about Vince. So those that don't know, Vince is a partner. Oh, you're going to plug him right now? Yeah. So he's he, going to plug Vince. No, no, no. Hold on. No, we're going to plug a, a thing that he's, uh, Mr. Blackman, my partner here, yeah. is scared to to say. So what were you going to say about Vince and Erica? Well, she wanted to become Mrs. Vince Vaughn, and I didn't know if that was Mrs. Vince pit stick at first. (laughs) We dated for two weeks and it was cut off. No, he's a great guy. We like, we're just way too alike. Like he's alpha and I'm alpha and I'm a Mexican alpha. So like that just doesn't work. Like it's just not pretty. There you go. Yeah. Um, But how do you, so one other thing you talk about Mm -hmm. too is like taking the personal out of personal training. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And one thing I know Vince had talked to me a while about a while ago about was that experience and you just touched on it. How do you keep your clients engaged Mm -hmm. with that experience? Because we know people are only going to return to something if they're getting because of the experience that Mm -hmm. they're getting so how do you get the people get that experience through to your clients yeah so one of the biggest things i've learned in business um especially when you're working with the most unpredictable product which is humans and you and the experience is what they're chasing now when it comes to being a personal trainer the very beginning, I just learned, I am literally just trading dollars for hours. I'm not giving these people the experience that I would want myself. And I'm just hustling so hard to to break even. And then I got smarter. And I know that people just don't want me. They want community. They want what I stand for. They want what I'm going for. They want, they want what I am bringing to the, like, they want my, the atmosphere that I bring, you know what I mean? Like my lifestyle, my community, like that's the biggest thing. So I stopped putting myself in the forefront of the equation. I stopped saying they want me, they want to experience me. No, they want to experience what I can do for them in the community that I can bring them. So I started making it a community aspect. It's not all about me. Like that's why when you see my social, like I have an Erica Fit Love page. Yeah, that's me. But I have an Erica Fit Love studio page. It's all my clients. Like you look at my walls. It's not just my glamour shots that I have. I, have, I mean, I have some pretty badass glamour shots. <laughs> I'm not making a lot. Like I look really good at some of them. Who said can't but, get through the door? Yeah, right now mine. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, it's all about them. Like there's pictures of them and I, you know, do stories of them. And if you watch my Instagram stories, I'm always here in the studio and you can see a client in the background and you see that we're having fun and we're involved and they, they come in and I know their kids' names. I know that their kid just lost their soccer game, you know, last week and really bummed Bobby out. So, you know, and I know that, um, you know, Leah's daughter loves fitness and, you know, is excited to come to the studio and she peeks her little head out over there. And I always make sure I give her the three pound weights that she can do them with us in the background. And so it's connecting with them on more of a level of just me being selfish about like, this is all me helping you. No, this is my community helping you. So it's not just me that makes it me. It's all my clients. So, and that's another thing. If you just make it about you, if you piss them off, you gone. You know what I mean? Right. Versus if I made them mad or did something stupid one day, there's 60 other people in the studio that they don't want to leave. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, have you within, and I don't know this either, but within the community, mm -hmm. right? Is there other aspects, obviously outside of working out, is there, you know, uh, different support structures, whether if it's like uh, kind of a community of mm -hmm. uh, whether it's business or life or whatever, is there other things that go on here outside of just yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, all of our clients are connected. So, I mean, everyone has a Facebook group, right? So mm -hmm. like all my clients are on a Facebook group, but it's how you make that Facebook group interactive, right? Um, they all want to be, everyone wants to feel a part of something. Everyone wants to feel included in something. So, you know, as a business owner myself, like it's a hustle to constantly keep all the birthdays in my, like every client's birthday I have in my system and I shout them out on Facebook, happy birthday. And I do a birthday card, like make them feel special. But yeah, we do like girls nights out here where they can invite their friends. We have um, every other month, we have opportunities where they can come in. It's like a support chat, like, hey, what can we do to better help you support your goals? Um, but again, it's it's learning to take the focus off me and put it back on them and, and building that community that can support them the best. So I encourage them like, Go meet with them. Go do a, a thing with them. You don't just solely need me. It, I mean, it takes a village to raise a child, right? Sure. It's the same thing when you're an adult. You can't do it alone. Um, something else we wanted to talk about, obviously a big event in your life mm -hmm. is now you are battling cancer. Is that correct? Yeah, or, thyroid cancer. Yeah, can you mm -hmm. go into what, what that is happening? And Yeah, so back in October, I got in a really bad car accident. And you know how people always say everything happens for a reason? So I got in a really bad car accident. I shouldn't even be alive. I totaled my car. I actually blacked out while I was driving. It was um, 6.30 in the morning. I was driving to the studio. So all I remember is I just started feeling funny. Um, I was on the highway and I was like, gosh, I'm like really hot and I just don't feel right. And then like I started getting really clammy and my heart started pounding a little bit faster. And I was like, okay, I just need to get to that parking lot right over there off the highway. And then, so I turned the light and then before I was getting to the parking lot, it was like my hearing went away and it was like a black tunnel and it was just black. And I go, I remember going, oh God, this is it. Like I remember saying that and I hit bumps and that's all I remember. And I woke up to some guy dragging me out of my car. I had passed four lanes, went down a ditch, up a hill, and hit a picnic shelter behind a church. And he pulled me out of my car before this huge beam fell on my car. So another reason, like, I should not be alive. So when I went to the hospital, they did all the scans for my head and my neck to make sure I was okay. And in that scan, they found a small mass on the right side of my neck. And they're like, have you ever felt that? And I'm like, no, like us as girls, we touch our face all the time for makeup, but I'm never like actively checking my neck. So they're like, put your fingers and do that. And sure enough, I could feel something. 
So um, a couple weeks later, I got sent to an ENT who then referred me to go get a biopsy. And it was the day after Thanksgiving. And I almost actually forgot about this appointment because I wasn't really worried about it. The ENT was like, oh, you're young, you're healthy. And where that spot is, 99% of the time it's benign. So you'll be fine. So I forgot about my appointment. My alarm goes off on my phone. So I'm like, shit, my hall has to go there. And it's an actual needle biopsy. And the guy is like literally talking about life with me. He's like, oh, I just saw your article in the Dayton Daily News. So cool. And I was just starting to open the studio. Like I just put down $25,000 to have it renovated. I was like ready to open it. Um, like life was moving really fast. The holidays were coming. So we're just talking about all that. And he's like, oh yeah, it's a buzz in the, in the city. Your studio's opening up and blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, I'll be right back with your results. I'm like, oh, you do them here? And he's like, yeah. So 15 minutes later, he comes back and he hands me this piece of paper and it's still sitting on my desk to this day at my, at my house, in my office. And it said, and he, and his face was completely different and no one could ever prepare you to hear those words. And he goes, you have stage two thyroid cancer. And I was like, what? Like at first, like, you don't, you don't, you don't register what he just told right. you. So, um, on the piece of paper, it said stage two thyroid cancer spread to lymph nodes. And as soon as you hear spread in cancer, you're like, shit, this is it. Like you just hear that word when it comes to cancer and you're like, I'm done. Um, it says spread to lymph nodes. And then it said surgery, radioactive therapy, possible chemo. That's what he handed me on the paper. And he said, go back to your ENT. Good luck. That's it. And I walked out and I was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't even know what to do. I sat in my car for like 45 minutes and then I started to cry after 45 minutes. I literally sat in my car in silence with this piece of paper in my hand and just stared out the window. And then 45 minutes later, I'm crying. And then I called my mom and I let my mom know, called my sister, let my sister. I just, I just started to make the phone calls. So um, that was back in October. November. And then January, I had a full thyroidectomy. So you can still see my scar right here. Um, and they did what was called a full neck dissection on me. So they took out my full thyroid and they took out 33 lymph nodes. And then out of those 33 lymph nodes, 15 of them um, tested positive for cancer. And on the outside of two of them, cancer was growing on the outside of my lymph nodes. So for me, I am such a go, go, go person. I'm so active. And I'm like, holy shit universe. Like, what are you, what are you trying to teach me now? Like I've, lo I've lost all this weight. I got healthy. I turned my life around and now I'm, I'm battling cancer. And even just years prior, I got diagnosed with two autoimmune disorders that completely rock your world. If you have an autoimmune disorder, you don't, you don't know how tired someone can be unless they're diagnosed with something like that. So I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is my life. And, you know, I, I just learned that, you know, my tattoo on my shoulder says you were given this life because you're strong enough to live it. Um, and I feel like God puts people on this earth for certain reasons. Um, my story is definitely not going to end now. Like I know it's not going to end now, but I feel like with my platform and what I have that I was given this struggle for a reason as, as shitty as it is, you know, I've, I hate to sound morbid, but if my life did end in years because of cancer, I know that I was online sharing that I am still living my life, right? Um, I, I deal with even negative stuff with it. People go, oh, you're not a good face for cancer because you're not showing the true sides of cancer. And I'm like, people know I'm tired. People know I'm sick. I don't want to live my life every day like that though. You know, right. like we are given one life. And when you are diagnosed with cancer, you take it a whole new level. Like it's just something switches in you and you don't, understand it until you go through it. Like I've had, you know, grandparents pass away from cancer. I've had friends struggle with cancer. 
and there's you just don't get it until you're there and something does internally switch in you and as and as much as you would like to say cancer doesn't change you it does and it does change your perspective on things and it does change your attitude on things and it's just a new chapter in my story, you know? So um, I had the thyroidectomy in January and then I actually had to go through um, radioactive treatment. So I don't know if you saw on my Instagram stories, like, you know, that Imagine Dragon song, radioactive. Like <laughs> I was literally playing that when I got home because I mean, it's like, it's, you have to kind of laugh about some of that stuff. Like I had to sit on a bed sheet. I had to like, like wear plastic gloves. I couldn't like, I couldn't have my pets around me. I couldn't have my kid around me for 10 days. Like I had to be in pure isolation. Like when I would order DoorDash, I had to write on the thing, like leave at doorstep. You can't become radioactive. You know what I mean? Like, wow. So it's like, you just go through that stuff. And I've just learned that it's just another curveball. So my last treatment was in the beginning of March. Um, and then we had one little spot left after my surgery. It's like right there. It's a really, really tiny spot of cancer. So hopefully my dose was so big. Like I had a radioactive burn on the side of my neck for two weeks. Like it's just, it's been weird, but I, I think I'll be okay. So that's a good thing. But it's something I'm gonna have to deal with the rest of my life. Like I'm gonna have to go to the doctor every year and get a blood check and get a, a, a PET scan. And those are words no one wants to hear, but I'm gonna have to do that the rest of my life now. Yeah. Right. I was like, geez, curveball universe. I appreciate it. But you take it in stride. You do what you have to do. Survival mode. Survival mode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, almost you're lucky to walk out of a car. Right. Yeah, and the next thing you know, blessing. you're mm -hmm. like sit in that room, yeah. you know, getting that diagnosis and then overcoming that. But obviously, like I said, your inner fight, your, yeah, the reason why you're here, your why, as we talked about, which you're defining, right? What does change? My personal mission statement. Obviously, right? you're, yeah. you're, you're here for a reason mm -hmm. and you're going to, you know, fight through it. So yeah. once again, another inspirational. Yeah. And I know you said you have a lot of single moms and that's, you know, I, I look back at, I got diagnosed with cancer. I just put a $25,000 check deposit on this new studio. The holidays were coming up. Connor's doing X, Y, and Z, right? Like you just, you can't let it stop. You just got to keep going and it's possible. You can totally do it. How has that affected your uh, working out? And diet. Um, so now life is different because I no longer have a main organ that controls so much. So it's super humbling. Like that's the word I'll use because pre-diagnosis, um, you know, my body fat percentage was lower. My body composition was different. I knew my body. Like I studied my body. I knew it worked for me. And then now I don't have a main organ that controls my hormones, that controls my metabolism, then it controls my mood swings. That's probably why I'm so mean to you. But <laughs> um, I, it's, it's now it's like relearning all this stuff again, which is, again, so humbling because, you know, I have clients who would say I'm hypothyroidism and I'm like, OK, well, let's do this. Like, are you sure you're really working out? Are you sure you're eating the best? Now I can understand like I can be so on point. And if you guys watch my Instagram, you know. I'm very on point with my workouts. I'm pretty on point with my food for the occasional. I mean, I love me some Whole Foods chocolate chips and what, know, what's this donut? Thing? Donut donuts, Wednesday? yeah, donut donut hole Thursday, donut Thursday. hole Tuesday. You said you donut hole Tuesday, but yeah, like <laughs> yeah, you're struggling. You better <laughs> yeah. get hey, Team Where Erica and Kyle versus Kyle. <laughs> yeah. um, but it is it's different. So like I understand now. So I could be so great and I will pop up two pounds and my body fat percentage will change. Um, but you know, on the flip side, I'm showing people who have major thyroid issues or hormone problems or cancer that you can still 
keep going, you know, and it is a struggle. It's it's a lot harder now than what it was before my diagnosis and before treatments and before surgeries. I have to be more on point now, but now I'm doing it because I'm like, yeah, I want to prove to people, you know, like right. I don't want to use this as an excuse and hold me back. I'm like, no, I can miss a major organ that controls all my metabolism, I'm still going to kick ass, right. you know? So Would you say, I mean, at least for me, I use haters to fuel me. I can only speak for myself. Would you say yeah. that's true for you? Um, No, I look at it differently. So everyone always says, well, the haters fuel me and stuff like that. I actually, like, I feel like I'm fueling them. Like, mm -hmm. So, and the way I feel that way is because like that, those gossip columns, you know, I've spun it as, and this is maybe my own sick way of thinking about it. And they'll probably laugh at me and rip me apart of this anyways. They do it all the time. But if ripping me apart makes you feel better and gives you some enjoyment during your day, I am helping you whether you like it or not, you know? So I'm like, if talking shit about me is your escape for your bad day or your husband that's driving you nuts or your kids that are driving you crazy or your job that you don't like and you're getting fulfillment, enjoyment out of ripping me apart, you're welcome. They say if you don't have haters, you're not doing enough. Well, also, you can hate me today, hate me tomorrow, but I still get paid. So. <laughs> <laughs> End of the day. Boom. That That is like. You know. Bam. Like, drop the mic. Yeah. yeah. What do you I guys mean, think I know of that? that sounds really, Wham. really egotistical, but I know at the end of the day, I work my ass off. Right. And people know that. And people are willing to work with me and, and be a part of my brand. You're so. changing way more lives than haters yeah. are hating on you. Yeah. So. so, again, in some sick way, I'm helping them. So, yeah. have at it. <laughs> we'll keep awesome. rocking it. Like it. Let's talk about being alone. Let's talk about Erica's love life. <laughs> oh, That's the spicest thing up you a little bit. just broke up with my boyfriend. That's what happened. <laughs> oh, all right. I was going to see before I even got there. Yeah. I was gonna, I'll part drop of, that bomb right <laughs> so, there. So Calvin has the, uh, like some fun facts that okay. he always throws out. Oh, this is one, I'm still in one of your fun facts. Well, let's just go right into the fun facts. Yeah, let's go Jump for right it. right in. Um, so I'll, booty shorts. Yes. Love them. Do you see my excitement for it? I, I do. Tis the season. And your quote <laughs> is, it took some time. But I'm most confident when I show off my legs. Being yeah. 5'11", I feel like a badass when I, I display them. Yeah. Like, um, people always say, why do you wear heels? I'm like, because the world is my runway. Like, that's why. I love, I would say my legs is the best thing that I've worked on. Um, my butt is awesome. I'm nodding. My head won't fit through the door. I know. But that's okay. I worked hard that's for it. That's what this section's about. Yeah. I, was, I grew up being called um, chicken legs by my grandparents and pancake butt in my family that ain't happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I totally will wear my booty shorts and like what girl doesn't get an ego boost from when you walk into a gym and a guy goes, I mean, it's just. Women notice that? Yes, we notice that. Totally. Curious. Not that I look. I'm Don't married. be a creeper. I know. I know. Next one. Man, you went way back for that one. I, no, that was in my magazine. Never mind. It was I, here. But I went way back. You had it right. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of work on this. Right. Damn, Gina. Damn, Gina. Come on, Martin. <laughs> right. Do, do we need to say anything else? No, that's it. That's it. So you I watched Martin growing up. Yes, I did. Right. Yeah. A foam roller. Yeah. Which I think is a genius invention. Yeah. Why do back you? There. Why do you enjoy the foam roller? Um, so as I started losing weight, um, obviously I just started getting more health conscious and I'm not a huge advocate of pumping your body full of chemicals and junk. Um, like you hear BCAAs, I think they're the most overrated thing on the market right now. Um, Vince might disagree. No, he doesn't. Okay. No, he doesn't. He knows. He knows. <laughs> um, but I know, um, the foam roller, you know, so many clients were like, 
oh my gosh, I'm so sore. I popped Advil's and I took this. I'm like, oh my God, stop doing that to your body. I'm like, use a foam roller, you know, foam roller and Epsom salt and eating enough protein will save your life. Um, so I just have it back here and I teach them all how to use it. And they'll, at the end of their sessions, they'll just grab it and go for it. You literally just read this magazine. That's all you did. So wait, what questions. was the term? <laughs> That's out of my league. I know you got, well, he used to be in training. So what, what? was the PC, what were you saying? What, what the is BCAAs. that? BCAAs, branch chain amino acids. Man. Boom! No, you're speaking drop. Spanish to me. Go see a trainer. Un poquito. You'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's Visit the, the what's, what's the what's the gun thing? I like that. It's someone the did that. Gun. On me. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Educate him, man. I need some of those. He needs to confront his weaknesses before he can get stronger. This is therapeutic. Amen, sister. I know it. Say it louder for the people in the back. And then you were a 2016 finalist for the yeah for Women's Health Magazine. So I. I will never forget this. I had a follower send me, and I'm like, I have an eyelash in my eye, but I had a follower send me, I'm like a- Squirrel. Yeah, squirrel, shiny <laughs> things. No, but a follower sent me a direct message and said, hey, have you ever heard of this competition? I think you should really try it. So I looked it up and I was like, that's a national magazine. I looked at the previous people. They were all ripped, super fit. You know, I am completely different build than anyone in the fitness industry. I am 5'11". I'm built like a tree. Like I am built like an Amazon and I'm not a small bone structure. And I was like, there's no way that I could ever get on that magazine. She was like, just try it. Just fill it out. So I filled it out and I just like put in the back of my mind. And then one day Women's Health Magazine calls me and they said, hey, can you film a workout video for us and act like you're doing a workout video, like you're talking to people who are watching it. And I was like, yeah, when do you need this by? She's like, I know this is short notice, but like two days. I was like, holy shit. So I go to the gym and I asked a stranger, I was like, hey, I know I don't know you, but can you feel me doing a workout? And he was like, shh. Sure. <laughs> You're that person. A, yeah, I am that person. I don't care anyways, but I, I couldn't set it up like I normally do. Like my selfie videos, I had to have someone like actually follow me. And this is before the Osmos and all the cool stuff, right? So we had to like manually like go around and like check out my angles and stuff, you know? So um, I did a workout video. I sent it in. And the next day, and they called me and they said, we just want to let you know, congratulations, you are the finalist. Um, we just need your paperwork. Please show us verification of your certifications and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, holy shit. And then I had to keep it a secret. So I couldn't let anyone know. So when I went to New York and did all the photo shoots, I couldn't tell anyone. Like no one knew why I was going to New York. Um, so it was really hard to keep a secret other than just my family and friends. Um, that I was doing all this cool stuff. So these are the girls I got to be on the cover with. Um, Selena won. And Selena actually now is a backup dancer for Nicki Minaj's world tour. Wow. So um, it's really cool to see like all of us have have something. Like Elise is a stay-at-home mom and she's actually on, um, what is that? I, what is that workout system? The I whatever. What is that? I forget. They paid me. Nordic track. <laughs> Sorry, Nordic Track, he paid me years ago. But she does Nordic Track videos, like if you run on the treadmill, I know. They're like, damn it, we paid her a lot of money. But she's a, the trainer on Nordic Track videos on the screen on the treadmills. Um, you know, she owns her Pilates studio in Santa Monica. Alex is a huge social media influencer. So we all brought something different to the table. Um, but it was definitely an experience. And I will say I learned a lot from that about myself and learning how to be confident in my own skin because they were all 5'1 and 110 pounds. I am 5'11 and 165. So um, I, I, I had to step back a little bit and appreciate the moments because I found myself just feeling bad for myself like, oh, I don't look as good as these girls. And, you know, and I wish I'd, I didn't think about 
that stuff back then because I missed a really cool opportunity. But yeah, it taught me a lot and it was awesome. So you still had those moments. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I still do. Like I am not, that's what I want to change about the fitness industry is it's not all six packs, hair extensions. Don't get me wrong. I've had them and I can't wait to get them back, but it's not all six pack and hair extensions and like half naked girls on a Lamborghini traveling the world. And that's not what fitness is. Fitness is not a body type. It is it's a mentality and it's a drive and it's an action. It's not sitting on a Lamborghini half naked and being an Instagram model. So that's what I want to, that's what I want to change. And that's why I work so hard. I don't, I'm never going to be built like those girls and that's okay. But that doesn't mean I can't kick someone's ass in the gym and lift really hard and still be healthy. So that's awesome. Talk to us a little bit kind of going off the, that that opportunity, like Rachel Ray today Mm -hmm. show, like talk to us about kind of the media, opportunities crazy world yeah like tell us a little bit about it just curious how how are those experiences um i mean i i love tv i've learned like i love being on tv like when someone says camera i'm like where (laughs) (laughs) you know um i love i love thriving off that adrenaline um i love the fast pace of it i love the behind the scenes of it um it would they're cool opportunities you know and it's, but it's not all glamorous, like people say. You know, people are like, that's so cool. And I can't wait to do that. I'm like, yeah, you fly in, you fly out, you're exhausted, you packed for a day, you had to put on, like, you have to unscrew your smile, you have to be nice to people who suck. And, you know, like Rachel Ray's not really nice in real life. So it's just, you know, and Hoda and Kathy Lee are just as drunk on TV and in person, like they're exactly drunk behind scenes. So it's just, you know, it's, it's fun. It's all fun right. to have those like experiences, this. This is- you know, and I got to meet like, you know, and, and just being a social media influencer, especially now, the way that the algorithm is set up, I have, I'm verified. I have a blue check mark. So I come to the top of anyone's comments or like if I post on another um, social media influencers page and I have that, that check mark, people notice. So other famous people chat with me. That's how I got connected to the unnamed. <laughs> Love it. Not even throw it out there. Awesome. No, but no, I've, I have been able to chat with some really famous Instagram and, and TV people just because of my blue check mark and just because of being on magazines. It's, it's a whole new world out there. But for someone who enjoys the camera and enjoys yes. all this limelight yeah. and it's great influence, you clammed up when you got to be near A-Rod. I did. Because <laughs> it's A-Rod. <laughs> I mean, come on. You only get one opportunity. Ugh, maybe I'll be in Lambo next year. I don't know. I like it. Um, <laughs> what about, hold on. I got a kind That's, of a question. What about like getting on The Bachelorette? Would you do that? So funny story. I actually made it to video okay. with the producers for The Bachelorette. And then MTV was coming out with their own series. And I made it, did the whole video thing. And I actually got picked but I turned it down because I was going to be gone for six weeks on an island. And their spin was different. Theirs was not like Bachelor, Bachelorette. Theirs was like, we want you to be the main girl. And we're going to put 20 men on an island with you who are exactly what you want. So it was every guy was going to be over 6'3". Every guy was going to have some tattoos. Every guy was going to like to work out. Like it was going... I. I could not do that. <laughs> so, and that let sounds it, like let the, my like, actions be on TV. <laughs> that sounds like Bachelor uh, Paradise or yeah, you know, like whatever. Temptation Island. Temptation Island. Like there you going go. Going 
I would fail. <laughs> and I could not let my son know that that was going to be on the interwebs for the rest of his life. Well, so. Where'd your boyfriend come from? Can't tell you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Some it would tropical ruin. tropical island, there's 20 of them. It would ruin my dating life from here on out. So I actually turned it down because of the time and just the fact that I was like, I am going to fuck up on national TV. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I did it to save my brand, you know? All right. Okay. Hey. Smart, it. smart baby, maybe a smart businessman. It was totally. What would you say? What's your why? My why? Um, I think that's changed so much over the years. Like my my why at the beginning was Connor. Um, my why a few years ago was to find out who I am um, because I, I went through a divorce through all this. Um, I I started you know, living on my own for the first time after I got divorced, I was penniless, you know, after my divorce. And, um, it was to find who I, who I was at that time. My why now is to, to leave an imprint on this world. Um, I know that sounds really cliche, but like, what is, what is your legacy? Like, I, I feel everyone needs to have their own personal mission statement. Like every business has their mission statement, but do you personally have one? Um, and that's what I, that's what I want to do is I want my mission statement to be known and I'm still working on it, but I want, I want to leave my footprint. Mm -hmm. Man, powerful. Right. Right. I left she's going to teach me more than I've taught her. I just <laughs> believe at that. I'm like speechless over I here. I think you were sleeping so like, on this? I was not sleeping on you her. Were, you were sleeping. sleeping. Come on. Sleeping. Come on now. He didn't know. He's I woke now. In, he, right. He's woke. He woke. He didn't realize I was probably like, I mean, I do. Like there is a side to me where I will shoot the shit and I will make fun of you and I can drink whatever shot you think I drank, you know, but there is a side of me that I love to truly like I do like there is a heart underneath all that. You know what I mean? And I do really want to change the world and change my life and and, and make an impact. So, yeah, I take it very seriously. Like my platform, I take it very seriously. It's not, again, it's nothing that people think is fun and easy all the time. It is you are impacting thousands of people, right? right. Young girls watch me all the time. Yeah, you know, yeah. I have I have 16-year-olds that slide into my DMs and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm 150 pounds and you know, and I really want to lose weight and you want to inspire me. How do I do this? And young girls, especially will take any information you give them and we'll do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have to be really careful with what I say and put out there. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think for us, you know, what we're trying to accomplish here at the underdog is to, and I think a lot of our platform is single women mm-hmm. uh, or women in general, as you know, in staffing yeah. in particular. And, and I think like you're such a, I know, uh, motivation for now, you know, for all of us, whether it's men, women, mm-hmm. all in between, but your story inspires. And, um, you know, I know I'm extremely thankful and, and proud of you and timestamp this. Um, yeah, make sure this is that, doc- well, this will be documented. <laughs> this will be released. Um, but you know, on behalf of at least myself, um, you know, I'm just once again, thankful for your time. So proud. I can't wait to see what you're going to do. Keep Thanks, inspiring. Thank you keep pushing forward. And, um, obviously the future is really bright. How can, you know, I think we want to let people know how to obviously Mm -hmm. reach you. What do you, um, where can they find Erica? So Instagram and Facebook, it's all under Erica fit love, all one word. And then my website, which is just ericafitlove.com, And you can find how you can train in person or join. If you're not in Ohio or close to my training facility, you can be part of my membership and you can sign up on that. And it's a monthly membership where you get workouts, nutritional support. Um, and a lot of like, that mindset stuff that we were talking about, you know, that's what comes along with my memberships. It's not just working out and eating better. It's just like being a better person. Cause when you truly focus on your insides, everything aesthetically will follow. And I think people need to know that. Yeah. And I think a lot of, obviously 
the job center who's sponsoring this is in Texas, mm-hmm. Massachusetts now, New Hampshire. So those that are listening yeah. that will be following, they can. I have a huge following in Texas. Awesome. Yeah. So we're in Dallas. And uh, so just to make sure that people know that are listening to this, yeah. they can still be inspired and really engaged with you, you know, totally. through that absolutely. platform, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we definitely promote that. We hope that uh, those come in and look in. Like I said, I was scrolling your website and I'm like, holy cow. And I'm like reading through all this stuff. I was like, once again, I need to get, I need to get back on it. So <laughs> get in here. Doesn't your wife works out? She's fit too. Uh, that's a different story. Uh, she, she's naturally, she has good yeah. genes. She does not work out. Yeah. She wonders why I actually work out a decent amount. Out. Yeah, she does. Yeah. I'm, I'm married up. Fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Sorry. I'd say 235. We'll go ahead and wrap. <laughs> yeah. We can wrap on that note. <laughs> Whoa. Thank you, Erica. <laughs> Is there anything else you want? We can't end on that. Is there anything else? 250. <laughs> Is there anything Whoa. else you want to leave? leave no, uh, thank leave you. No, I, actually, I'm like, I thought I was going to get roasted by you a little bit more, so I'm pleasantly no. surprised over here. This is all about you. Yeah, pleasantly Absolutely. surprised. No, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. No, thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. Thanks for listening to The Underdog Podcast. Please subscribe and rate our podcast on the Apple and Google Podcast apps and send our Twitter handle a screenshot of your rating at Underdog Pod with your shirt size for a chance to win a free t-shirt. See you next week on the UDP.